Hey everybody! Hi. Hi guys! We're on holidays at the moment. Oh, I'm loving it, sick. Loving it. We've um, gotten a collection of some of the finest work that we've done throughout the year. Oh, guys! And then we padded it out with some rubbish. Don't yes. undersell it, no. yeah. Don't undersell it. And uh, this, of course, being a live broadcast. Um, mm. uh, today's best bits are all about from the vault 2015. Couldn't have oh, said it better yeah. myself. Oh my God! Right to the point, you are. <laughs> Enjoy. This is Nathan, Matt and Sean. It's just a couple of days away now, Sean. Full on. Sean, the barbecue. I'm standing for this. Sorry. Mm. The Prince's birthday barbecue is approaching. Now and we, you know what? We sorted your manners out. Yeah. So we're good there. What we need to know is what's happening on the plate. Because yes, we, we found do. out that your sausage can only be certain, <laughs> is it, uh, facing a certain direction. East-west, that is. Yes. When held in your left hand, what is that sausage going to be? Well, it's time to find out what you're going to be eating because we know you're not you when you're hangry. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, doing the catering. Beaumont Catering Managing Director Brian Layden joins us. Brian, first of all, big gig, good Brian. score. Big gig. Yeah, well, look, it's, it's very exciting for the company and um, well, we'd love to be involved with uh, anything uh, this prestige. Oh, it's full on. Brian, you feeling the pressure, my, my friend? Well, look, we, we do a lot of large events and it's you know, we, we do treat this one a little bit special, but... Um, Pressure-wise, it's all about attention to detail and planning. So yeah. we're right into that at the moment. Hey, Brian, we've been invited to meet the Queen when she was here last, and mm. um, we know that there's rigorous uh, security checks. So ha- have they been screening you guys who's been working mm. there? How's it going? Oh, look, there's, there's a hell of a lot of protocol that runs around an event of this nature. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, we deal with the federal police, wow. and, uh, the local police, and we, we deal with people out of Canberra and people from... Um, London as well, so everybody gets involved. Oh. So, so does that mean that people come in? Because I would imagine that they'd want to taste the. Someone has to taste the food in yeah. case we're getting poisoned. Test you know, you're the, trying to take out. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, what, so what happens to Joffrey on Game of Thrones? That's doesn't exactly you've seen it, Brian. We, we have we have rigorous internal controls that uh, manage our food safety. So all those controls are checked, and mm. we we have a lot of checkpoints on the way. So. No, nothing, nothing escapes uh, love our, our control factors. This is just right. movies. Brian, do you prepare the food on site or do you do it somewhere else and, and take it and deliver it to the event? Look, we, what we do is we do all the initial preparation at our, um, at our kitchens and then we transport it down to the actual site and do a finishing off down there. So we'll be doing the barbecuing um, as, as the people are arriving up to the buffets and we'll be barbecuing the food. Brian, it brings me to the most mm. important question. What is a prince-worthy sausage to serve <laughs> well, at a prince's birthday barbecue? We, we have the um, free-range Mount Mar- uh, Barker chicken sausages mm. with uh, bush chutney, <gasps> mini sourdough rolls. Oh, right. We have um, barbecue beef uh, sterling ranges tenderloin skewers yes. with sesame yogurt and cashew nut praline. Um, oh, yeah, you yum. do. And we also have a uh, mackerel medallions with lime, salt, rocket and Margaret River oil. Sean. Well, that sounds delicious. I'm going to be going bananas at this mm. buffet. But mm. uh, So where's the crayfish? No cray today. <laughs> no cray. Sure. So, what about mini party Brian. pies and sausage rolls? <laughs> we have a budget. No. You've got a budget. <laughs> um, now, Is the oyster shocker there? No oysters. You've just broken uh, this little man's heart. So what, what are you we do have Xmouth snapper. 
Oh, oh do you? Well, you've lifted me. I was just going downhill there, Brian. Right, now right. I've lifted. We, we've got a range of um, pass around food to complement the buffet. As well. Do you have little red sausages with sauce? None of those. None of those. No. Wow. Okay, you're going in that direction. Um, <laughs> Brian, you did say an interesting word um, that strikes fear into our hearts, but joy into Sean's, and that's buffet. We've seen what this man can do oh, at a buffet. That's not right. Is mate. there some? Will there some be somebody there to move Sean along if he's getting a little bit too com- uh, comfortable in front Absolutely. of the buffet? We'll have our service staff um, ready to attention all the time through the year. Brian, I'm just worried. Brian, are there paper plates? Look, we we will be using a um, sustainable product there. Oh, um, fancy. uh, It's a bamboo plate. Oh, Oh, I know the ones. Yeah, Yeah. they're nice. And a real knife and fork. Um, bamboo forks, actually. Bamboo yeah. forks. So it'll be all small pieces, so that'd be... You're not feeding three. pandas. No, Come on. No. <laughs> I bet you it'll be the it'll first, be very first ever royal panda death <laughs> after the panda escape from the Perth Zoo. Um, Sean, I'm just worried that you're going to be found drowned in a bucket of bush chutney. Because <laughs> this stuff sounds pretty bloody good. It does sound great, Brian. I'm How much preparation it. has gone into this, Brian? How many days, would you say? Oh, look, we've, we've got... Uh, Plethora of staff, you know, from uh, all our hire equipment, mobilisation of trucks, as you said before, all the security checks, all that sort of thing's got to go on. Then we've got the menu design, we've got all the production work to do, we're getting all the drinks together, the chilling, the transporting, packing. Wow. So it's a big job. This is bigger than a, like are, a are big you, wedding. Are oh. you catering anything else at the moment or is is all hands on deck for this no, one, we, job? No, we've got 10 jobs on that day. <gasps> Stop it. Brian. Jeez, uh, what are you doing? Are you just sending a thirst tank or a Coke to someone's <laughs> wedding? Okay, oh, look, we'll get to you if we can. We, we, do have, we do have other weddings on that day. Yeah. Well. They're getting barbecue shapes in the thirst tank. <laughs> they uh, would too. So, no, we're very busy at this time. Some <laughs> French onion dip. Uh, are you joke. now yeah. allowed to call yourselves... Um, by royal decree or anything like that? Do yeah, you get to claim it? Oh, look, I, I think, you know, um, it lands on our CV somewhere or our company <laughs> profile. Yeah. But, uh, by royal approval. Wow. Well, Brian. Well, it sounds absolutely delicious and feel free to drop off a sampler to the people that weren't invited, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Sure, no, uh, no, really, because you just said that, Brian. Yeah, we've we've recorded good, this. this. Is verbal contract now, so and um, everybody with knives so they can get Sean away from the buffet when you won't stop be. me, mate. You <laughs> if you want to eat like royalty, um, it sounds like we know where to go. Beaumont Catering, um, by royal approval. Thank Brian, you thank you so much for talking to us. We know you better get back to uh, sorting all that out. You've got a busy weekend ahead, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time. Good no, on you, Brian. Brian. Thanks, thank buddy. You. Take care now. Nathan, Nat, and Sean. Podcast. Maggie Dent is in the house helping you sort out those little tackers in your lives. Alison from Baldivers, it's your turn. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, now, Hi Ali. What's the problem? Um, I have got seven year old twins. Ooh. I've got a yeah, I've got a boy and a girl. <laughs> and my boy is quite he's normal, little, you know, plays with his yeah. finger guns, don't have, does everything like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um my seven-year-old daughter is, um, uh, she's special. She is uh, really high-spirited, really on the go all the time little girl, but she just, to me, seems so sensitive to everything. She oh. cries at the drop of a hat. Um, if I don't keep her entertained all the time, she um, just seems to fly off the handle and... 
you know, if you say something to her, she'll run to her room screaming, oh. everyone doesn't like How you How exciting. Wow. You've got a dramatic daughter. Everything's a drama. How exciting. It it's like you're in a movie. It is. Everything is so dramatic. But she is an amazing little girl. Like, she does dancing and she does solos. And she you does know what? She's going to make some gay man a great best friend <laughs> when she gets older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the drama queen, Maggie. What do we do with the drama oh, queen? Ali, look. Um, um, sadly, we know that temperament kind of turns up at birth. Yes. And so somewhere in your genetic lineage, somewhere you've you've had a few drama queens. Now, the sensitivity... That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> She's got we a great teacher. Great yeah, teacher. How's your gay best friend going? He must love you. <laughs> uh, okay, Ali, so some, at least you can identify it. So don't take her behaviour personally. This is just something that's innately in her. Um, but also do not handle it at the time. So when she does the, oh, my God, and then races to her bedroom, don't follow her. Don't yep. follow her. And remember, when the cortisol is overcharging, we're all a bit revolting. So wait till everything calms down. And that's where you've got to pick the time to have a quiet conversation with her, saying that when we do get upset and frustrated, we have big, ugly feelings. Um, you know, in our home, we can probably do that. But what mm. would you do in a classroom if that happened? And Because that's really different. So we have to talk about building strategies and skills for her to, to, to manage the disappointment. <laughs> and I'd have a lot more birthday parties with Pass the Parcel with only one prize winner because she needs to learn how to lose. <laughs> Yeah, she's, yeah, she's got to really learn to suck up disappointment when she doesn't get her own way. Don't you yeah, hate that these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hate everyone that. wins. Oh. I hate that everyone wins. And, that and really times bonkers. My favourite will be one that no one wins. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep just looking for it. Like, no, there's nothing in there. <laughs> Eat life, kids. Eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, our girls are really wired to be over a little bit more emotional. And um, yep. so once again, being able to model with what you're doing with your big ugly feelings will help as well. Yeah. Teach was taking those three breaths before we react. Teach her to take three breaths before she reacts to hopefully calm that down just a She'll tiny love weeny that. bit. That's dramatic. Um, <laughs> and I would say don't worry, she's seven. You know, seven yes. doesn't have much yeah. of a prefrontal. So every now and then I want you to just step her aside and say, now, if that happened in the dance thing, what would you do? So what Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she great goes fun, to great fun. I hate money. money. Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands do fix everything. Yeah. And ultimately this is really quite normal and it's one of those sorts of things you'll get better and better at. But aren't you lucky that you've got that little... Oh, wait till she's 14, Ali. Wait till she's 14. you're going to have the best life. I can't wait. She'll be organising you like mad. You should be terrified. (laughs) I am terrified for you, Alison. That's brilliant, Ali. Good luck. Good luck, Um, Ali. (laughs) Let's go to Alan from Balladura. Morning, Al. Hi, how you going? Good, Alan. Now, what do you need Maggie's help for? I've got uh, two boys. Um, One's 10, got autism. Uh, The eldest one's 12, and he's the trouble. Troubled child. In what way? Uh, well, he goes, he asks to go down to the park, which is fine. We send him down there on his bike and that. Um, right. But then when we go to find him or get him, he's always at a friend's place. <laughs> um, yeah, and he never tells you. Yeah. 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 No, never, never tells me where he's going. Yep. We've grounded him several times for riding without a helmet and actually um, going to a friend's place without. Um, telling telling us. Yes. Is that normal or okay. are now, we too harsh? Or Okay, like, I just want to say well done that you've, you know, you've got your 12-year-old that's brave mm. and capable enough to be able to do that. Awesome, that's fantastic. We've got a lot of them cloistered on couches at the moment, so mm. your boy's actually going to have
say that what happens to a boy when he actually leaves to go to the park, that is his intention, <laughs> but he gets this other great idea yeah. or somebody says, why don't you come? And he's completely forgotten that he needs to update you. So quite often that's actually not a malicious thing. That's okay. actually a yeah, so he's boy's, not sneaking around. No, see, he's just so easily boys don't always deliberately break rules. I just forget. Uh, and forgetting uh, is a really big thing. So it's about us having those gentle reminders. And um, could he, you know, once again, if he if he goes to a mate's house, could perhaps, you know, we need that family to say, just send me a text to say he's over here and I'm fine. Because we need him to grow in independence. He's on the journey to, to becoming a man. I know it starts at 12, it's actually a bit earlier. So we don't want to start punishing him for expanding and becoming more independent. Okay. And yet we need him to know that that causes us worry because we want to make sure he's safe. And there is a responsibility yeah. that we need to know where he is and that's okay. So rather than ground him, I just keep reminding him <clears throat> because I guarantee he did not say, good, now I'm going to really pee off mum and dad and yeah. I'm going to go over to my mate's house because they're not that sharp. No, he's just no, a he's no. busy kid. He's just, got things to do. Yeah, he's see. got things to do and things he's firing up and, he's, and I'm thinking this is a healthy 12-year-old yeah. boy and you need to be able to go, yes, that's great, but little reminders around the edges. But then if he does break the serious rules, thumps the hell out of his little brother or, you know, smashes up something, no, that's when little, we... his little brother yeah. thumps him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, Perfect. But, Maggie, Perfect. what happens if you're, set, you're setting your own family yep. rules? Yep. And that's one of them. If you were going to go to somebody's yep. house, you have to let us know. And that, you know, well, exactly what we're talking about with Alan. And yep. you know, he keeps it, on misbehaving. Where do you draw the line there? If surely? he's 12 and it's about competence and, and stretching autonomy, I actually would see that as a a child-by-child child decision to make because if you hold them in now, they're going to push back and rebel more and tell you less and less and less yeah. on that journey. Whereas if we say, look, it's okay, I know your friend's house, but please don't go to a stranger's house. Yeah. Yes. Please don't go off in a direction that we don't know is familiar. So if you want to, you know, once again, we'll talk about those sorts of things. Yes. But it's a, it's the big stuff. You've got to save your big guns for the big yeah. stuff, the stealing, yeah. the punching and, people out. And the if there is something big like school, that. Yep. Is grounding a good punishment? Um, for boys, um, yeah, well, it, basically I'd take off whatever whatever thing they love the most. Yeah, my right. boys, it was a surfboard, you know. Um, yeah, Xbox. What if, what if yeah. they really yeah. love their mum, put yeah. her in the shed for a week? No, 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 don't take <laughs> mum away. Something that, you've lost your mother for a week. <laughs> there you go, now get in the... Have you learned your lesson Get in now? the back shed, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can take some water. <laughs> Nathan, Dad and Sean. Last time on Deep Friday, didn't we wreck the scoring curve? We tried to make things all gourmet with the flavour of the month, pulled pork and slaw sliders, stepping up to the wire basket and heading downtown to Frytown. Nathan declared them brilliant and we declared them a 70 out of 10. This week, there's many stories as to where this one comes from and when. But we're pretty sure it starts in the UK in around the 1970s. People either love it or hate it. And if they hate it, frankly, they're just wrong. You start with a moist sponge cake, fill it up with finely chopped dates, lather it down with toffee sauce and steam it until perfection. Then we take it, douse it in batter and deep fry away. What happens when you bring sticky date pudding to deep Friday? This, right now, right here, let's play Deep Friday. Yeah. Okay, sticky date pudding. That's I want to thank Susie from the newsroom for this. Yes. Great suggestion, Suze. She suggested it and she sourced the sticky date puddings. Graham, the head chef at Herdsman Lake Tavern, has knocked these up for us. Thank good you, Graham. Graham. Great work, Graham. Now Apparently the they're deal. really good. 
These are gigantic to the point where we could build a house with these because they look like deep fried half bricks. Yeah, I was going to either that or giant Rubik's cubes. They're huge, <laughs> they're big and square, and uh, they're perfectly that, deep fried. The ice cream's just come out. Solid size pudding. Not not often do I feel intimidated. gourmet ice cream. But that's Murray that's River absolutely. There's no way we can eat all of that. Okay. <laughs> it's a cool girl. Okay, so we've done the pudding. The sauce is separate, so we'll be drizzling that over the top. All right, pass it over, Sean. Ever been to India? <laughs> On my way. So we need some sauce, and okay, we've got some, some ice cream as well to try. Okay. Oh, God, that sauce smells nice. I know. The sauce on its own is delicious. All right. Oh, you can't okay. start without ice cream. Get a load. Oh. Are you going to have some ice cream there? Oh, better. I'll oh, better have some ice cream, cream yeah. Oh, you don't want Okay, so this is um, this is gigantic. As Sean said, it is probably a little bit bigger than a Rubik's cube. Actually, a lot bigger than a Rubik's cube. <laughs> um, we've deep fried it just with a normal batter. Um, can I have the ice cream? Please? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Salted caramel, it's, everyone. So it's connoisseur. The ice cream on its own is a little bit fancy. I'm just going to taste that. All right. Oh, okay. Okay, so I just, love a sti- well. Yeah, what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. this dessert. All right. So sticky date pudding right. with the sauce. Mmm. Yep. Mm. Oh my god, this pudding is delicious. Well, make the, sure you get the ice cream in there. The, the really crunch brilliant. of the the batter around the edge. Ah, uh, I think sticky date pudding should be eaten like this. Mm. Is it Graham? Graham. Graham. <laughs> Graham. Do this. <laughs> this is amazing. Like this is amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. Like what it does is it keeps like a, it keeps it in a warm shell. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like we've cracked an egg and inside's like brown. <laughs> <laughs> Which Way normally would be delicious. Way yeah, to sell it. That's a great description. Oh great gosh, description. This is so good. It's really lovely. And you know what we said before? We'd never be able to eat all this. This no, is no, just dissolving in I my think, mouth. This is like... You know, there's something special about this sauce because it's not... Sometimes sticky date pudding sauce is too... Over the top, it's too rich. I've this is a really little had bit more. Sticky date pudding. Oh, no. Have you? No. Oh, it's probably good. I know. Have you had. Oh, and you have. Matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is lovely. <laughs> well, we, guys. I guess we have to score it, mm. but I might just have to have another mouthful to see. I've exactly. got to stop because I'll eat all this and then I'll be fat. It's absolutely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> like, if you eat all this, like, you'd be like, you'd be like huge. Huge. That is amazing. So I've got my, like, Sticky Date V-plates. <laughs> uh, so I've never really experienced Sticky date before. So Haven't you? I'm going to say that this here would probably be a 90 out of 10. Mm. All right. What do you mean? Why are you looking at me like that? You know why I'm looking at you like that? Because last week you're off your rocker going 120. 120. Excuse me. Off your rocker. Why don't you, you stop accusing people? I'm going with you at a 90 out of 10 here. Oh. Last week, though, 120. This is great, is what I'm saying. I cannot it's better believe, than what we had I cannot last believe week. It is better than what we had last week. a woman week. to marry you. Me which either. Which is why I'm giving it 120. <laughs> 120. Which, 120. What? Are you going to attack yes. her now? Divided by oh, three. Average out. Uh, uh, it's 100 out of 10. 100. 100 out Ladies of 10. And gentlemen. And you know what? Let me get to my bells. You know what? <laughs> Well done. date pudding should never not be oh, deep fried. Like, seriously. I felt like I was in the city of Perth then, right down at the foreshore. Oh, <laughs> Sean. And you know what? My version costs the gov- costs the taxpayers a lot less. See <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's so much Just clearer. wake me so on a ladder clearer. with these bells. <laughs> yeah, thousands of tourists. That was beautiful. That is amazing. That is amazing. 100 out of 10. 100 out of 10. Sticky date pudding. 
batter it, deep fry it, and then dribble some sauce, sauce over, over there. The and you know what? Let's not be crazy. Let's whack some ice cream in there because oh, we're young and free. Yes, YOLO. we are. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm YOLOing that too. Um, tomorrow... A really big day of Salad Saturday. Yes. We um, are going to deep fry salad one day. <laughs> we are. Just we did watermelon. Because. That's true. Um, you'll be able to see the video on the Nathan and Sean Facebook this, page a little bit later. Um, you got to. Take it. That's it's just Take it. Thank you. extraordinary. You're listening to Nathan, Nat and Sean. Good morning. Good morning, Lane. Um, we're looking forward to your Beach Cops and you do all the voiceovers. This isn't the first time, though, you've done voiceovers, is it? Not exactly, no, but it's the first time I've ever done voiceovers for a national television program. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I can smell a Disney Pixar character coming. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said this morning I'm following in the steps of Ringo Starr because he was the voice for Thomas the Tank. Yeah, yes, exactly. Oh, okay. I would love to do a Pixar movie. I'm a massive Pixar fan. What, if, if you were to be an animated character, what do you see yourself being? Oh, goodness, now you've put me on the yeah, spot. I, know, I have I... no idea. Just anything cool. You'd yeah. be so, no, they yep. would pick you yeah. for something in the water. I'm thinking oh, lovable, lovable starfish. Oh, my God. Lovable aren't they, starfish. <laughs> aren't they Nemo doing, too. I'll be the starfish. Yeah, yeah. they're doing Nemo yeah. too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Are they? Yes. yes. Find a happy place. Find a happy place. Find a happy place. Okay, let's put it out <laughs> in the universe. Remember, because Rove was a seagull. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was. Mm. Mm, that's true. There's a lot of hope there, Lane. Um, now, you. tell us a bit about uh, Beach Cops too. I only caught a little bit last week, and uh, you <laughs> see the uh, the coppers getting around on their pushies going around the local <laughs> beaches. A lot of stuff going down. There's a lot of stuff going down on the northern beaches. There's quite a, It's a hive of activity over here. So, yes, yeah, so there was some quirky episodes last week. This week we've got just as interesting, if not more so. Uh, we've got a guy that decides to go for a swim very late at night and the cops are responsible for finding him. Of course, they don't oh. know whether they're going to find a man who's drowned or not. Oh, that's oh. I mean, um, you know what? stuff the, they have the, to do. The people is, that go at night swimming, I always wonder, have you seen Jaws? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we've <laughs> yeah. all seen Everybody's Jaws. Seen it. Like, mm. you're, you're a water baby, Lane. Would yes. you go beach swimming at night? No. Depends where I am. I have done it before. I'd go in a yeah, pool. Yeah, of course I'd go in a pool. pool. Yeah. 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 You, are, are you a skinny dipper or are you... Yes. Oh! yes. Oh, Lane, I tried that started. once and it was at night and it was in Esperance and we... We lost our clothes where we came out. Our clothes were gone, and we don't know if someone stole them. We don't know if we drifted away from them, but we had to drive back into town naked. <laughs> and it was the most horrific feeling because you don't want to be naked with your friends. And the water down there is very it's, cold. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really need much to cover yourself. Up, Just a key ring. Only <laughs> <laughs> car key. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Lane, on the night thing, um, are you in favour of night surfing, by the way? I do like night surfing. Actually, that's how I celebrated my fifth world title. To tie it all in, I went surfing naked at 10 o'clock at night to celebrate my fifth world title on the North Shore of Oahu. Oh, my God. How good is that? You know what? That is just some free abandon right there. (laughs) You you are really famous. So do you worry there's a pap, you know, in (laughs) the dunes? No, not at all. I'd love I don't to get run it. away from those. If I see a pap coming, I just turn around and get the photo taken. I smile, go, you got it? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but once they find out that you go nude surfing, it could be a whole different story. <laughs> yes, I don't do it here in Sydney, that's for sure. Okay. I only do it when I'm overseas. But every time she's in Perth, she does it, so follow her every yes, time no. she's in Perth. <laughs> Now you're just spreading lies. <laughs> hey, Lane, in your time down the beach, you would have seen some full-on stuff too. Yep, um, I have. Have you seen, you would have seen a lot of rescues and people yes. on the border of just, you know, um, dying, dying, really. 
Fortunately, I haven't seen anyone drown, which is a great oh, thing. I've, awesome. seen people, I've seen people be resuscitated and come back to life, but um, no one's actually died in front of me, which is a great thing. And I, that's what surprises me about these police officers, the, the variety of things that they have to contend with and then cope with afterwards because it can, can be a pretty confronting job. And growing up in Manly, as, you, as you'll see in this show, there's, there's quite a, a lot going on and um, people just, whenever they go to the beach, they, it just, tends to make them relaxed and then they common sense isn't as common as you think and then they just lose yeah. some of it and then they just start doing some really stupid things or just really silly things and then before you know it they've got themselves into trouble and the first people to respond are always the police. Yeah, you know sure. it's uh, you're not you're not supposed to do crime at a beach. It's really pretty. No. Crime's no. supposed to be for a, like a graffitied alley. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like pick your spot, criminal. I agree. <laughs> yes. Well, there is a there's a there's a thief on this show that's trying to convince belief. That he's not a thief. Okay. <laughs> so people just convince themselves that what they're doing is the right thing and just can't <laughs> see the, the error in their ways at all. There's even a German tourist, or actually a Brazilian tourist, I think he is, who um, gets his license disqualified and then walks out of the out of the court and gets back in his car and drives again. Okay. Oh. <laughs> they're on to him. He didn't though, really they? comprehend what was going on. <laughs> no, not really. Doesn't quite get it. The thing about the beach, I suppose, is that there's so many um, people. You know, by the very nature, they're assuming they've got to leave their possessions on the sand and it is yes. just yeah. a bit of a yep. smorgasbord for a petty thief really isn't it it is but you would think it'd be a safe place to do that you would think so you would hope yeah, so you would hope so and mm. and primarily the northern beaches is a pretty safe place to do it I'm, i've kept I, you know i leave, sometimes leave my stuff on the beach when i go for a surf and never really worry about it being being thieved or pocketed but um sometimes it does happen unfortunately and so yeah the cops have to deal with that which is not a good use of their time no that's right they will deal with everything they're called to yeah, absolutely. Now, Lane, uh, before we let you go, Australian Surfing's in a pretty good spot at the moment. Just saw Tyler Wright wrap up the event in uh, France. Mm. Um, which is your favourite place to tour in the world and surf at? Surprisingly, it's France. Yeah, right. Really? I, I mean, yeah, I love the southwest of France. It's just, it's got a really wonderful atmosphere and vibe to it, especially in the summer months and then heading into spring, I mean, into autumn. And um, it's one of those places where... There's just an abundance of waves everywhere. It's not really that crowded. The nightlife's amazing. Of course, the red wine's really good. Yeah. The food's really good. Just the whole vibe around it is really, it's a lot of fun. So I really enjoyed competing and touring through the southwest of France. Are all the unlike um, surfers over in France, all that crew, are they like, you know, a little bit upper class surfers? More sophisticated. <laughs> like, you know, like a bit beret wearing. And, <laughs> me, me, me. You know, baguettes. No, no actually, a lot of the uh, surfers in France have all kind of blown in from other areas. So, I mean, of course, there's a lot of local upper-class French surfers, but yep. there's, also, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, Brits that have kind of travelled over the channel and decided to position themselves there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, no, they're not upper-class at all. <laughs> no, 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 they're in their, they're in their wicked van. Yeah, yeah, yeah they wicked are. Van. Gee, they're everywhere, those wicked vans. Getting excited about your bit of graffiti. Lane, <laughs> <laughs> great to catch up. Thanks for talking to us this morning. Check out your fine work on well, Beach Cops you. on Sunday nights on Channel thanks. 7. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Lane. Nathan, Nat and Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.